Hello everyone and welcome back to Elevation Station. I am your host Teddy and it has been a while. I recognize that. I want to thank everyone who has just kind of like still been listening to episodes and just sticking around. Um, That really means a lot to me. I appreciate everyone's support. Um, I hope you guys get something from these episodes. Um, I feel like that's why I make them and I assume that's why you've listened to them. But um, troubling times. Troubling times are kind of here and certainly might be ahead of us. And um, I mean, if you're as outraged as I am about the whole like Roe versus Wade thing, I would definitely suggest, even if you already are educated, I think learning more and, you know, just learning where you stand about like where you are with politics in general. Um, I need to take my own advice with that's concerned, but just kind of knowing I was never very political, but now that there seems to be this, well, not even seems to be, there just is this, um, this war on just human rights and just like, kind of like on women. I hate to be like this war on women, nah, but I mean, it kind of is like, it, it is this, um, very unsettling, um, this sets, I, I mean, just the fact that like Roe versus Wade was a precedent for other laws that we or amendments that we enjoy today and then having this being taken away and these crazy bastards in the Senate just kind of just doing whatever they whatever the fuck they feel they they want um anyway you know what I don't, this is not necessarily what I wanted to talk about on this episode I wanted to talk about and fill you in on and what I've learned over the last couple of months since I've been away. I haven't necessarily been away, but I think as many of you know, I went to school uh, in the spring and I had such a great time. I met so many great people, made great friends, had great conversations. I mean, if you haven't listened to the past couple episodes where I had some special guests on, um, they were great. They were super fantastic. I loved, I love, love, loved having those chats and talks with everybody. It was so fun. Um, oh my God. So fun. So fun. I was, I'm so glad that I, I, I took that time to go back and I made that decision and I, and I got myself there because if I hadn't, I think I would have been super dissatisfied and super depressed. Um, kind of like when I, like finished out so the spring semester would have been me finishing out my freshman year um as many of you know I I went to school um in 2019 in the fall at a private uh Catholic affiliated school which was not a good fit for me I was going for psychology it was very very kind of an ugly nasty icky 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 situation but I did uh meet my best friend our my co-host Alex there and even though she's not on today I we have been, we've kept in touch the whole time and we've, we've grown and learned a lot together, which I think is very impactful and is, um, means a lot, especially in troubling times where you feel like you're kind of by yourself in a corner. I think it's important to know that you're not really alone. Um, even if it's coming to listen to this podcast or even if it's, you know, calling your mom or a friend, uh, just realizing recently that, that having close friends is really important. Having people that you can depend on, trust, and who understand and listen to you and consider your feelings is very, very important. Um, especially in these in these times, especially if you're a woman of color or just a woman in general, and you feel attacked or violated by some of the things that are going on politically, I think it is so impactful and meaningful to know that you surround yourself, you purposefully surround yourself with people who consider your feelings and understand you and um, 
who want to listen to you and be there for you. And I think that's that's another thing that I've learned over the past couple months. After the semester ended in um like May or whatever, it was a really hard time for me. I I went back home. I I moved back home and that's where I'm at now and um it was it was very hard i think it was just a really hard adjustment i I'd, I'd gotten so comfortable living with my roommate who was super wonderful it was great and then all the friends i'd made by the end of the semester all of us were inseparable we would we would go all the time to eat together we'd get coffee we'd hang out we would talk we would just really shoot the shit with each other and and now and then and then going home and and kind of like have having this kind of feeling of like isolation and kind of being alone and like not being around my people anymore really upset me um and I think um and I don't know if I've mentioned this before but I do have like a panic disorder which I it's out of my control when it kicks up or when I have to deal with it or or cope but by the time I got back I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. My panic and anxiety were way out of control. I was just constantly on edge, super depressed. I couldn't get like it just even like waking up in the morning and driving to work. It felt like I was I was going to like my head was going to explode. Like I thought I would like have an aneurysm and die. Like it it was like every day for like two two and a half weeks like it was like that just constantly I just was constantly felt like I was on the verge of tears and then I had I have a um it's an old prescription that I have for this panic disorder in particular and I had tried taking it again and it's kind of so it's it's like an intense antihistamine it's not anything like super intense but um it is when it's like meant to calm you down and you know it's it's kind of hard to explain like why but anyway it it was just it was a lot to take in and deal with because with the medicine I was taking I would I was feeling super groggy I felt like just I felt like I was moving in slow motion I felt like a snail I felt super super depressed more depressed than I had been see with the panic disorder it's not necessarily that I was depressed it's just that I just couldn't keep it together I just felt like the walls were closing in like I said like that I'd have a stroke or an (laughs) aneurysm when I would just die it was super super uncomfortable but by the time I started taking the medicine and I'd taken it for two weeks I was ready to kill myself like genuinely I was like I can't figure like I just it feels like I couldn't win I I was certainly more relaxed because I was just kind of really low res and you know whatever but I genuinely wanted to die but so I stopped taking it because I guess I would rather feel like I was gonna have a stroke on accident rather than kill myself on purpose so um yeah, it was it was a lot. So it was it's a it was quite an adjustment period coming back. It was yeah, quite an adjustment being back, but um and being back came with another certain set of challenges. So um and I found it really hard to cope with them. So it was just a, a really intense sort of time cuz I think my and I hadn't even had symptoms of this panic disorder um, for the last couple years until I 
like the semester was winding down and then I had to pack up and move and and then uh come home and and you know and home was just how I left it you know that nothing was different nothing had changed which I don't know like it's not that I expected it to or anything but it was it was it just felt I just felt like I was coming back to a place of complacency like I I I had intentionally left this place to go somewhere else to better myself and and then once that period was over I felt like coming back here would would um be detrimental to the progress I I thought I'd made and that's and of course you can't really look at it that way because you know progress isn't linear you know so and even if I had made progress and coming back doesn't necessarily change that but of course like where you are and you know your mindset that it may change and that's okay but it's all about adaptation it's about um you know and I I want to say that I'm very adaptable and um so yeah I I just wanted to kind of talk about those things and and um and how challenging it was, but it's not the end of the world. Just because something is challenging, just because something is hard, doesn't mean that's the end of it, you know? And just because I'm back for the summer, it's not permanent. I I am finishing this program at, at Kent. So it's not that I just went for a semester. Oh my God, it's over. I'm never going back. Obviously, I have a bachelor's degree to finish. I am um, a standing sophomore now. And I made I even made the dean's list um which honestly kind of like lost its its um like grandiose sent this this grandiose sense of accomplishment like I I don't feel anything towards that you know um and I'm not saying it's it's not a great accomplishment to anybody who has made the dean's list and it is a big deal for them but I mean it it really wasn't for me when I when I first got that, especially, you know, again, I just I have very complex feelings when I'm here. And in any case, when when I'm not feeling sorry for myself and that's and I think that's what it was. It was just this lull of feeling sorry for myself and oh, I miss my friends. Oh, I'm alone here. And that's not true at all. I think I I wanted to believe those things to be true because it fit this narrative where I was this victim or like this survivor and that's not necessarily. So, it just it was this weird kind of ungrateful um kind of mentality I'd had, but I am cared for. I do have a roof over my head. I don't pay rent here. I may, you know, there might be some inconveniences here and there, but I decided, um, you know, after this whole, I, and I, I really hate to keep going back to this because this isn't necessarily like a political podcast or anything like that, but I am going to talk about how it made me feel. And it didn't make me feel great to know that there was people just that are not that there was but there are still people who who work to oppress you know women and and just people in general and who definitely are like yeah I don't think everybody deserves like human rights I don't I don't believe everyone deserves to advocate for themselves so um and that's a very uncomfortable feeling so feeling that way and well just having that go on and feeling like I I kind of felt like hopeless that's how politics make me feel just a very very sense of like this weird sense of hopelessness and I just I feel like I I can't do anything about it because I'm only one individual but that's that's not necessarily how democracy works it takes it takes um 
a village. It takes a group of people. It takes people who think the same, who have the same ideals, and that works both ways. That works with people um, conservatively. Obviously, there are extremists who are kind of taking over, and there's not just one of them. There's a lot of them, but there are also a lot of us, too, who who want rights and who, who want to keep them intact and, and, uh, want the freedom to do and see and be who they want. And, um, yeah. And I, uh, and I was thinking about that and I, I, I don't like, I don't like seeing myself fall into the woe is me. Oh, da, 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 da kind of thing. And kind of just being like the, the victim to circumstances. I don't, I don't like being that person. So I went over to my good friend Mary Kay. It, Mary Kay, oh Mary Kay, Mary Kay, I really can't even. I mean, if she's listening to this, she probably isn't. But I, it's so hard to even express the gratitude and just this sense of just overwhelming respect and just it's just so much. I I feel so much for her because she really roots for me, you know, and I mean, my family does too, but for her, someone being unrelated to me and being like, you know, my doors are always open to you, just, you know, and she said so many, so many kind things and she continues to say such kind things to me and, um, you know, and just for someone who isn't related to you by blood to be like, my doors are always open for you. I really believe in you. I trust you. I know that you are capable of so much. You're a good person. You deserve love, respect. And well, I might be putting some of those words in her mouth, but she, she ingests. That's what she said. Um, it's a very powerful thing. And I know that my family says that to me. And sometimes I feel that they say it out of obligation, but they don't have to. It's that's again, that's like a weird kind of like, trap mindset I find myself in people even if they are related to you don't have to say those things to you they don't have to be like well here you go here's here's help if you need it you know um my aunt and my uh, like my great aunt and my uh great grandmother are uh, good examples of that when I was in need when I didn't think I'd be able to make it to school they were there to be like no I think you definitely need to go. You definitely need to, this is something that you need to do. And if this is something you set your mind to, we want to help you. And, and again, I'm very grateful for my family and friends, um, who've helped me and just are there for me. And even though I sometimes find myself a very troubling individual to be around at times, um, so anyway, enough gushing about that. But when I was holed up at Mary Kay's house for a couple of days on my day off and or a couple, well, it wasn't even like a day off. I had a couple of days off and I'd spent it there and it's just, it's peace there, you know? Um, but anyway, I, I was there and then I, I went home and, and then I, I just thought, I kept thinking about what I deserve as a human being, you know, as not even as a human being, just as myself. And I'm not saying like, it's not an entitled thing, but it's, it's an interpersonal thing. It's, it's introspection. And I, and I had a moment with myself, I go, okay, well, what do I think I deserve? You know, what do I, what, what, what am I like unwilling to subject myself to, you know, because every, every place that we find ourselves, everywhere that we go, everything that we do, we have, we are doing on our own volition. A lot of times, like me being at my grandparents, that's something that I've chosen for myself. Working at Joanne is something that I've chosen for myself. Going to school is something that I've chosen for myself, something I've worked for, strived for. So those are things that I have put myself in. I have, these are situations that I, I, I have, um, 
I've vocationally done for myself. So, you know, and if I find something that I don't like, then I should change it, especially if it makes me feel unsafe or uneasy, you know? So I'm sure that people listening to this are like, have me on Snapchat. And I have like, sometimes I have little visitors in my room, such as bats, mice, and chipmunks. And so the latest kind of um, invasion of the room snatchers was a chipmunk and I have um, consequently named him Charles and he there is a large hole in the in the this is all like irrelevant but anyway I ended up patching this large hole because um, it was part of the reason why it just felt like really weird and just gross about the whole thing and so I ended up patching it I I sat myself down and I said okay well if this is something that's bothering me, then it's in my room. I can change it. I will, I will get some duct tape, cardboard, whatever I can and patch this up because there's no reason for me to let this fester and boil if there's something I can do about it. You know, I'm, I'm not such a weak spirited person. I'm, I, and I just thought about what, um, Mary Kay said to me and a lot of what other individuals say to me that I am very strong. I am ambitious. And those are things that I need to believe about myself. And I am a capable individual of doing whatever I set my mind to. And if one of those things are to patch up a goddamn wall to get the animals out, I, I, I can do that. I am a strong individual and I, I, my spirit isn't so weak to be broken by a couple of a small pesky little animals. Same thing with the bees in the bathroom. You know, my grandfather did his part to get on the scaffolding and dump the little poisonous powder over there to kill them. And if I don't want dead bees on my floor, I will vacuum them up. I will scrub the, the shower. I will clean the sink. I will do what I can to make it an environment that I want to be in because this is where I find myself and and it's not a bad situation by any means like I said I don't pay rent I eat the food for free I go to work you know my my chores are minimal I just need to clean up after myself and do the dishes and and that's it and I don't think that's a bad situation you know I'm I'm very fortunate to have this I'm very fortunate to be here and those are things that I have to keep in mind you know not everyone is as fortunate as me to have like the least of their problems being a fucking hole in the wall so putting it into um a different perspective putting it into you know like I don't need to feel sorry for myself because I am very talented and I have a lot of things going for me I'm a very creative individual I am intelligent you know I um so it was it was it was deciding that this these situations that I find myself they're not going to beat me because I know that I'm capable of doing, of doing things, of doing big things, small things, of literally anything, you know, and those, it's important to realize that and important to do things for yourself like that because you don't want to wallow in that feeling of helplessness. I know I didn't and so I, I needed to do, I need to do things that, you know, help boost that, that self-confidence. And it's not about anybody else. It's not about anybody else doing it for you or asking them or, you know, depending on yourself. It's just, it's about being self-sufficient in, in your own confidence in yourself. Like it's, did that make sense? It is a, well, I mean, together, those things are great. Self-sufficiency by itself is a good thing, but being able to build that up, you don't need to like with the whole thing about it being the self like self sufficiency you know 
self-respect, self-confidence, those things start in the self. So those things you can't get from other people. You know, you can't get the validation from other people. You can't get the help from other people. Because at the end of the day, like I've said many times, it's just you at the end of the night when it's late. When it's time to lay it down and shut them eyes and drift off to the la-la land, no one does that for you. No one says, hey, it's time to uh, go to sleep so you can wake up and, you know, reach your dreams. Because those aren't anyone else's dreams. Though This isn't anybody else's life. It's your life. And if you want to feel confident and safe and, like, re- respect it within yourself, that's where it starts, in the self. So you need to do things and, and make your environment what you want. Um, and my great aunt said that to me. It's just like, you need to... Um, think about it from a different perspective. You can't walk around here feeling sorry for yourself or, you know, just just wallowing in this in this negative narrative. If you want things, if you want things to work, if you want to be successful, if you want to love yourself or be confident, um it all starts by, you know, changing our perception. And um I feel that I have I've done that and I once I decided and I feel like I I don't know if I've maybe declared that yet. I maybe I have, but I, I I decided that my spirit is not so weak to be broken by, you know, my panic disorder or bees or animals. I am in control of how I feel about myself and I am in control if there's a hole in my wall, if there's bees on my floor, if I go to work, if I have money in my account. Like those all start from how I feel about myself. Do I feel like I can control myself? Do I feel like I'm like can take care of my daily responsibilities? Absolutely. And then some because I am I am strong and I have a strong spirit and I don't want to get to the end of my life and which could be any day, which could be any day. Um, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's interesting what I, even recently when I went to a remembrance for my other um, aunt, my great aunt, uh, who passed away six months ago and her husband too. Um, You don't know when you, when it's over. You don't know when you can come down with something that's going to take you out put you down for the count. Um, what's, you know, you don't know what's going to get you, give you a permanent dirt nap, you know? Um, and I certainly wouldn't want that to be at the hands of myself for, for sure, for number one. Um, but I, I don't want to get to that. I don't want it to be that day and, and be in that moment and be like, Ooh, I didn't even do, I don't even feel like, you know, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be this thing where oh I wish or I regret. I don't want to have that. You know, I want to be as confident and comfortable and um as happy as I can be, content to be in my skin when that moment comes. Comfortable in that I've made all the decisions possible within my power to be my I just I I owe it to myself, my inner child, you know the young version, the the like eight-year-old version of me who wants to be a pretty princess and live out a great life. I owe it to myself. I owe it to her um, and everyone who believes in me as well. I mean, obviously that consideration comes later, but I really want to be proud of myself when I'm facing this immortal, immortal, 
the, 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 just the endless dark or the end that awaits everyone else. Um, because in that we, none of us are special in that we, we are all going to die at some point. Um, and I think it's, I think it's important before you get right with anybody else, you get right with yourself because like I said, no one is going to be there to take your place. No one is going to like just step into your mind and to quiet it and to, and to tell you that everything is going to be okay. I mean, even if you are dying in someone's arms, they can say whatever they want. But if you know that it's over, nothing they're going to say is going to change that or change how you feel about how you've lived your life. So it's important to recognize that I mean, even if you're religious and, you know, God is, or whomever, is going to take you into their loving arms and whisk you away, that's also something you'll need to believe. You know, I mean, I guess, well, that's kind of not really what I'm saying, but, and I'm not really, and that's not what this is. Like, it's not a religious thing that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about forgiveness from a God or forgiveness from other people or those, those sweet little, um, you know cheery things that someone's like whispers to someone who's dying I'm talking about like an inner monologue that you'd be having you know um or maybe like or maybe you're in the middle of the road and a truck is coming like that th- those last things that you say to yourself you know I would hate for those to be regretful thoughts or sad thoughts or hurtful thoughts that are aimed at yourself because that's not what you deserve as an individual. You deserve the best, as I deserve the best. And I think, and I am learning to to believe that, to, to believe that I deserve all the things that I can imagine or dream of. So, so yeah. Um, not a funny episode today. Not really, this wasn't funny. I wanted to maybe, perhaps make it a little funny, uh, it wasn't. And you know what? That's okay, though. Anyway, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the episode today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time today. Oh my god, I think this is, this is, this was very, very wonderful. Um, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, anyway, we'll, I'll be seeing in the next episode. It's not going to be three months from now. You're going to get it fairly soon. So, um, uh, you know what? And I think I will uh put a little question or something down in the um or if you have me on any other like social media sites. If you like have something that you want me to discuss or talk about cuz I think that'd be really awesome too because I mean there are well there are six of you who listen to this and I mean I probably know most of you. I might not or I might not, but it'd be great if, you know, I got some feedback on what you guys wanted to listen to or kind of ask questions about, I mean, what you want to hear, maybe something you've gone through, like a collective, as a collective, so that would be really, really cool, I think, to kind of this be like, like a community thing, but um, anyway, uh, okay, I'll see you next time, peace and love.